0: Took a lot for us to get here today. Um, what's up, monostat? <laughs> what's going on, Badgerhill? <laughs>
1: I, I don't love. Except, literally I literally am both. Um, yeah. have used both. Keep a keep a hand. I always keep an extra monostat unopened in the cabinet just in case.
0: That is smart because sometimes I find myself without what I need and I'm like, oh, fuck. I've heard that people, too,
1: also keep a morning-after pill on hand. Um, back when I was a slut, I probably shouldn't have done that, but instead I just made condom mistakes and then, like, got really depressed and cried about how I was probably pregnant until my period
0: came. Whoops. <laughs> uh, whoopsie. You didn't <laughs> Depression buy- is fun. Right. I, like... You'd never bought a like a pregnancy test so like maybe. I've taken I'll a pregnancy catch it test early. a couple of times. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Uh back when I was really depressed, I just was like I'll just kill myself. That's so dark, but like I was that depressed, you know. Yeah. We sometimes... No, I was going to say we've all
0: been there, but some people function. Some people are regulars. God, what's that like? Tell us. DM us. Shout out us. to you.
1: Yeah, shout out to you if you're a normie <laughs> and you've never thought about killing yourself in the shower because you could be pregnant.
0: It ain't us. You know, we've all, we've Not both me. been there. Yeah. Oh, man. So this is
1: the Spooky Succubus cast starting off pretty intense uh, there with my former... <laughs> Lots of suicide. <laughs> um, but I'm fine, guys. Don't worry. You're I'm in a better antidepressants. place. Antidepressants. I'm in a better place. Um, so, this is a podcast about horror movies where we talk about them from an anti racist, anti capitalist, feminist lens. I'm Abby. I'm Rebecca. And we're talking about Jennifer's body this week. Oh, yeah. And what a body um, of
0: work. I if can't. you
1: like this movie, I don't understand.
0: I am confused. There are yeah, we're going
1: just right at the top. This is it doesn't work for me.
0: There's so many elements. Um I I am I have so many questions. Um nothing makes sense to me in this movie, but um I suppose we'll get into it. I like spent like 15 minutes just before we started
1: googling why is Diablo Cody problematic and I'm like, you know, I don't even know if I know, but I obviously, like, I feel problematic things coming at
0: me from Diablo Cody's screenwriting. Right. Right? And I, like, really liked Juno, and so did my sister, and we used to watch it all the time, and I feel like, um, that's probably problematic if I watch it now.
1: I don't think it would hold up, no. And I think it kind of got co-opted by, like, the pro-life, right? Right. And, um... It's just like nah. I also like wanna limit the depictions of toxic men I intake and we do enough of it in this podcast that so, like outside of this podcast I wanna try to be more like cognizant of what I consume. But I probably won't be.
0: Ha I mean, I love garbage. Um and no one can stop me. I just watch super bad for no reason. Like nobody told me to. I I Really, like, it under I should myself. just revisit this. Yeah.
1: Oh, um, just a check in on our seltzer chronicles. I have polar cranberry lime today,
0: and Rebecca has la croix. La croix. It's berry. It was on sale at Fry's. So, see, I have no loyalty or brand allegiance because Capitals listen is stupid, but. Whatever is on um, sale.
1: I mean, polar used to be like local to the, the Northeast, but I really? think they're going national now. <gasps> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they don't sell polar out here. You might see it soon. They sell ah, like aha, uh-huh, or what is it called? Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, Adam likes that one. Aha. Uh-huh. And bubbly, and we know your stance on bubbly. I'm not even talking about we, it. We can, don't so, bring
1: it up. I think it's like okay, yes, I think that the way. I'm sure we'll get into this more the way this movie was marketed uh, and the way that like the um, reviews and sort of like text surrounding it when it premiered in 2009 is did the movie a huge disservice. But it doesn't really like stand on its own as a feminist, you know, canon item outside of those problems.
0: Um, let's like non-intersectional feminism ain't feminism y'all like I can't I can't It can't say it
1: enough times honestly
0: only empowering hot white women is not empowering women or people in general I let's be better that's that's what I have to say um but should we get into the plot I, I, I'm not ready it's not my turn I as I was typing
1: as I was taking notes I was like House of Wax was such a doozy, and I'm just so glad I <laughs> don't
0: have to do this one. All right. I'm ready. Uh, okay. So, Jennifer's body. We rapidly and spookily pull up to a quiet house. Inside, a person absentmindedly picks at their flesh while watching an exercise machine commercial. They chew their hair, and we see it's Megan Fox doodling on her bed. Through the window, we see Amanda Say Fred? I don't know. I'll change the pronunciation every time i I, I only have so much capacity I always thought in it was my brain seaffried sea fried who knows uh but amanda seafood seafood uh seafood watches from outside the window, uh but when Megan looks up, she's gone, and then uh narration comes it, in I, it actually made me laugh. It was really funny. <laughs> she had her like hooded sweatshirt
1: on she' was like, hey <laughs>
0: yeah. uh. And then narration says, Hell is a teenage girl. Um, then we cut to Amanda Seyfried's character, Anita, needy less Nikki, um, in some sort of facility institution. There's, there's Orange, so we know it's like against their will. Uh, She's scarred up and bragging about receiving fan mail. She casually assaults a doctor or orderly um,
1: nutritionist.
0: Nutritionist. She refers to them as an orderly, um, but we get our one and only black woman without a name and without a, a profession that we know what it is exactly. Uh, yeah. And so she's lost. Launched- I'm sorry. I, my eyes just glazed over. I just like went to a different place. <laughs> okay.
1: I think yeah. I'm possessed by Abby's disassociating. <laughs>
0: Um, so because she attacks this nutritionist, she's locked in solitary and then begins regaling us with the tale of how she got there. She's from a small Minnesota town named Devil's Kettle. It's named for a waterfall that seemingly swirls down to nowhere. Her best friend Jennifer is a beautiful cheerleader and needy's ugly because she wears glasses. And she's <laughs> she wears got frizzy hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um and then we're still narration is uh here and there it's spotted throughout there's like not always a clear reason why um but she tells us that back then people found it hard to believe that a babe like jennifer would associate with a dork like me so we've got we've got binaries all over the place seriously they're not subtle they are (laughs) not subtle at all and then some things that would seem obvious, though then like, no, I know we told you this the whole time, but forget it. That's not actually what's going on. Um, we'll get into it. Jennifer uh, wants to wants Needy to go with her to a music club to see a band called Low Shoulder that she saw on MySpace guys. I was like, ah,
1: MySpace. And then this line made me laugh that Jennifer's mom won't be around because she has a date with the guy that owns the ham store. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It was good. I was like, lock that ham man down. <laughs> Seriously, he owns the ham store in Minnesota. He has to be the richest guy in town. Honestly, he's doing a booming business, I'm sure. Um, So Needy says that she has plans with her boyfriend, Chip, but she gives in to Jennifer and agrees to go. Jennifer and Needy show signs of being connected when later on at Needy's house uh, she senses that Jennifer has arrived before there are any clear indicators. Um, at Melody Lane, the music venue, Jennifer approaches the band, introduces herself to Adam Brody and Eyeliner. Uh, he seems interested and Jennifer offers to get them drinks called 9-11 tribute shooters. That I are,
1: also was like...
0: I'm laughing. I'm crying. I'm throwing up. Every feeling about I'm, that. I'm. Oh my god. What a it's hot take. So, bad. <laughs> so uh, yeah. And uh, while she's away, Needy overhears Adam Brody, whose character's name is Nikolai. I don't know how that I want to continue saying eyeliner. that. Yeah. Eyeliner Adam Brody the whole time. Yeesh. Um so Adam Brody and his bandmates are discussing whether or not Jennifer is a virgin. Needy confronts the band and tells them that they suck, basically, and then she tries to get Jennifer to leave. Jennifer reveals that she's not a virgin and then goes into detail about how much anal hurts. Uh, while the I mean, mercifully, uh, she so she did she did the sex
1: and the anal sex with she did, Chris Pratt's she did character with Chris Pratt's character who mercifully is only on screen for this scene in the bar yeah.
0: about forty five seconds.
1: Had like a heart palpitation when I saw him. <laughs> no.
0: Ew. Yeah, Hollywood's worst Chris. So Hollywood's worst Chris does something. Oh. He's just on screen and then he goes away. He's on screen. While the band plays, they have purposely set fi- a fire that erupts suddenly and quickly, trapping everyone inside and killing. It is so dark. A lot of people. Like yeah. you hear,
1: you hear so many like visceral body sounds. I was like, "Geez, this there's is really happening." Cracking
0: and screaming and moaning mm-hmm. and um. Needy helps Jennifer escape through the bathroom window. Outside, Jennifer is still in shock, and Nikolai approaches, forces some alcohol down Jennifer's throat, and then takes her to the band's van. Uh, Needy sort of protests, but lets her go, and then just takes Jennifer's mom's car back to her own house. Uh, Needy is back at her house. She calls Chip on the phone, on her little flip cell phone, and it tells him what happened at the club. The doorbell rings and she goes to investigate and finds Jennifer bloody and disheveled and eating chicken out of the fridge uh, it, downstairs. And then she, Jennifer pukes black spiky sludge everywhere. Um, Needy tries to call for help, but Jennifer pushes her up against a wall and then sexually rubs her and whispers in her ear and then almost bites her neck, but then changes her mind and leaves instead. The next day, Jennifer is glossy and bouncy, like nothing happened. Uh, J.K. Simmons is there. Uh, he's playing a teacher. Oh my God. His hair. Do you think that's <sighs> his
1: real hair? I
0: don't know.
1: I was... I only know him as just a bald man that like, crops up every are you now doing and then. Here? Seeing I'm him so... with
0: hair was honestly really disorienting. Uh, but he plays the teacher who also has lost one of their hands. I don't know. We Which don't is get relevant backstory. in basically no way. Yeah. Um he tells the class that eight people from the school died in the fire last night. Why are they even at school in the first place? I don't know. just uh, cancel school. Just yeah. cancel it. Needy tries to tell Chip uh what she witnessed, but he's surprised, doesn't believe her.
1: Right, correct.
0: Jennifer approaches Jonas, a football player who Lost his best friend in the fire. She leads him to the woods, seduces him, and forest animals watch. All the forest animals come out and stare at them. Uh, we hear animals are smart. You know, <sighs> pigs are smarter than dogs. Pigs are yeah, smarter they- than dogs. <laughs> I know.
1: Uh, they're just ready for a snack, and they know they know something's up. I'm so confused. Um, and you're confused. <laughs> well, don't worry because it doesn't get any less confusing Clear. when meaty is feeding her ferret baloney for no reason.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, I'm not even... Uh, I can't even pay attention to this. Uh, so we hear Jonas screaming, and J.K. Simmons is getting into his car, but then at first thinks it's just, like, the sad moans of, like, sorrow, but then realizes that they sound scarier. He goes to investigate and finds Jonas dead and partially eaten. Like, his whole stomach is open. Over the radio, Needy hears while she's feeding baloney to her ferret, hears <laughs> that uh, that there's a rumor going around that the band, Low shoulder, helped people escape the fire at Melody Lane and that they're gaining success and popularity. Uh, we then get a like softcore porn almost shot of Megan Fox in, a, in the lake. I, there's oh, so many yeah. gratuitous uh, Megan Fox. Uh, long scenes but
1: it also that scene also feels like it is out of like a totally different movie it's like this huge atmospheric like aerial shot of her swimming through a lake and I was like um what movie am I watching
0: right it's strange it's like sort of yeah like peaceful but I was confused looks like
1: a nice lake though yeah
0: um so later, while on the phone with each other, Jennifer and Needy go sort of discuss the deaths and what happened, but Jennifer tells Needy to get over it. She's exhibiting signs of indestructibility. Is that a word? I don't know. Because uh, she's lighting it's her tongue on now. fire. Yeah. And we're the captains now of this ship
1: that I'm no one the cares captain
0: about. now. Uh, <laughs> she says she feels scrumptious. Uh, Chip beeps in on Needy's line and says he needs to see her now. Uh, at the park, at a park near Chip's house, he tells Needy of Jonas's death slash dismemberment. Needy is again connecting the dots between what happened to Jennifer and what happened at the club and what's happening to other people, but he again dismisses her. She also uses the word, and I really am in hate saying this, freak tarted and I wanted to scream.
1: The R word is thrown around
0: pretty gratuitously in this so movie. So much. Please stop. Um, just
1: stop. Like, If that's why? a
0: word, I don't think anyone listening to this podcast would use that kind of language. I hope you don't. I think so highly of all of you. But uh, just like maybe investigate why you would think it's okay to use a word like that.
1: I believe that none of our listeners are using They're that all word, perfect angels. Any, you're all amazing. But if anyone did get here by accident and still uses that word, fix your life.
0: I'm not going to tell you what you do, you, but, like, don't do it. If you're going to fix your life, can you also fix my life? Come over here. I need your help. I'm a mess. <laughs> um, so Needy's narration outlines that Devil's Kettle is now in the public eye and y- Low Shoulders' song, Through the Trees, has become the town's anthem. It's a truly horrendous song. All of the music
1: in this movie really just made me want to burst into tears. Um, I,
0: oh my God, it kind of brought me back in a lot of ways. I, I listened to this like garbage music, that, so.
1: No, it's so bad. And like <laughs> Colin's whole like scene queen aesthetic, I was just like, no, I can't. I cannot.
0: But I here it. I am. I would have worn me. all of that. His whole outfit I, I would have worn oh and probably did wear. Um, I wanted to
1: be a scene queen so me. bad, but like.
0: I definitely wasn't like, I didn't have like, I wasn't skinny enough. I didn't have the right body type. I like, I didn't have enough money to buy all those stupid fucking studded belts.
1: Yeah. And I like, wasn't sticking poking myself in the bathroom at school. I just
0: wasn't cool. (laughs) I was a loser, Uh, an art loser. (laughs) Me too. Ugh. Art, being um, an art
1: loser is the worst
0: kind because you're a loser nobody and people cares. Think you're really weird. <laughs> no yeah. one cares. Yeah. Guess what sen- senior superlative I, I was elected? Most artistic. Um,
1: most artistic. Oh, um, I didn't get most artistic. There was this other girl. <laughs> she, this is like deep cut about my life, but she and I were in like kind of an unspoken rivalry and we were co presidents of the National Art Honor Society. Because we were, like, both kind of on the same, like, academic and artistic level. And she got it, and I didn't. (gasps) And it haunts me to this day. Oh, my God. We were, like, Facebook friends for a while. And she unfriended me at some point. I think she probably hates me. I think a lot of people from my hometown hate me, actually.
0: Really? Why? I don't know. Maybe
1: I was a huge asshole. I can't really remember.
0: Yeah. I, like... Even though I live pretty close to my hometown, I had talked to no one except for one person. And that's truly all the people that I want to talk to. Her and her boyfriend, I, who I went to kindergarten with. So. Yeah,
1: don't miss anybody. I hate going to my hometown because it's just a minefield. You just never know who you're going to see. Yeah. And yes. I got much fatter and, like, I'm not that successful in my life. So I just, I don't want to deal with it, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm not successful. I didn't, like, I don't know. I don't know. Have a have a barrel of kids and like, I don't know. A lot of people just stayed
1: right. Become a real estate agent.
0: Yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. not. I just like so. My level of success is not there. They're
1: selling. They're selling like whatever the 2021 equivalent of Mary Kay is.
0: (laughs) (sighs) I think it's still Mary Kay. Kay. I don't know.
1: My mom had a very extensive
0: collection of Mary Kay. Uh, my grandma used to sell Avon, so we used always used to have like old Avon products. Um, Avon calling. Yeah, she used to do that, so we had them. Like, my mom probably still has like boxes and boxes full. She should probably throw them away. Um, <laughs> no, that'll never happen. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Um, uh,
1: the hoarders in our lives. Oh yeah. Except I'm the hoarder in my own life. <laughs> it's okay. We all have our little kinks. Uh, all right. Yes, I'm. I'm very kinky in the way that I squirrel away like random pieces
0: of paper. I'll throw basically anything away. I I'll throw myself away. Oh My gosh, <laughs> we're in a good place today. Uh, so a month after the fire and Jonas's death, who is getting a lot more attention than the other eight people who died at the school, and I don't understand why. Uh, Jennifer now looks tired and bad and gray because she has bags under her eyes. How dare? Uh, Colin Gray, an emo slash scene kid, uh, and friend of Needy's asks out Jennifer. She refuses at first, but when Needy says she likes him, Jennifer tells him to come over to her house that night. In the same hallway, Chip tells Needy he got more condoms at Super Target and invites her over to his place. Jennifer has invited Colin over to an abandoned house and we simu- simultaneously see Needy and Chip having sex while Jennifer is attacking and eating. It's awful. Colin. It's so
1: o- it's so obvious. It's so unproductive. Like I absolutely hate this crosscut. It does nothing for anyone.
0: I um we can also get into like the bedroom scenes and their comparisons and the sort of level of chemistry and later on but oof it's rough to watch Um, so we see that uh, Jennifer's pupils change at will now and she has sort of superhuman strength and she drinks blood sort of by the cupfuls out of someone's open abdomen with her hands so it's very beautiful it's beautiful Uh, so needy senses this murder taking place sort of Um, she sees this is all while Colin is inside of her Uh, she sees blood dripping from the ceiling and then like a sort of spiritual um, I don't know apparition alright so we're recording again for the 85th
1: time Um, so Jennifer's eating Colin I'm on the brink
0: I'm like kind of on the brink too I need to eat someone needs to feed me needy senses this sort of that jennifer may or may not be eating somebody (laughs) i love it she freaks out she's such
1: a specific hallucination like oh yeah no something is happening oh yeah and she sees jonas like a ghostly the other boy Mm -hmm. that uh jennifer murdered and i was like oh really
0: you just like have all of this in your head okay okay needy sure and then, yeah, Jennifer's, like, sitting on a, she's, like, perched, like an, like a bat, like a vampire bat, next to him. It's a good, uh, I like vision. the silhouette. Yeah, of her, like, frog yeah, legs exactly. out. Um. So, yeah, then Needy pushes, uh, what's his face, Chip off of her, and then speeds home. Uh, and then nearly runs into Jennifer as she's driving away, because Jennifer's, like, Crumping out, of, clumping out of the woods, all hunched over and covered in blood. In the Kia, and then she jumps on Needy's windshield. Like, my mom's Kia. Yeah, in the <laughs> Kia, not my mom's Kia. uh And then Needy continues home, and then gets into bed and finds Jennifer there. Who gets
1: into bed?
0: Jennifer's wearing one of like Needy's. Like you
1: go, you go into your house and you don't the turn lights any lights on, and you just crawl into bed, no lights on. What are you wearing? You're wearing clothes from like outside. It's There's outside dirt. Jeans. She's no, still wearing jeans. jeans
0: Who can fall Never. asleep in jeans? I mean, I can feel yeah. like the
1: discomfort in my crotch just thinking about wearing jeans. To be fair, I haven't <laughs> worn <worked> a <laughs> pair in
0: a long time. Really? I have this one. I have I like, one pair like of black day. jeans that I
1: are kind of like kind of jeans, but they're stretchy mm. material. And uh, then I just have sweatpants. Yeah. I don't even know what size pants I wear anymore. And, but and shorts. Um, it's definitely a double digit.
0: I mean, jeans are uncomfortable. I just, yeah, I don't know that anything else looks good with it. At the outfits I want to wear, so just wear. Let's normalize just wearing like potato sacks. I feel like I'd be uncomfortable in a potato sack too. I don't know. I like my. What about just a, just like a shroud, <laughs> just like just like full one piece body of fabric with a. Yeah, like it's like um, like just a ghost costume, like a sheet, <laughs> like ghost face, just like black, like an all black. <laughs> yeah, it sounds nice. Like you're the grim reaper or something.
1: I am at the point in the like, the panacada where I am so annoyed that I even have to change out of my nighttime pajamas into my daytime pajamas. <laughs> it's like a huge inconvenience <laughs> to me that I have to wash my face and like change my shorts that probably smell like vagina because I've just been wearing them for three days.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I have to go to work around people. So I wear regular clothes all the time. Well, humble brag. Just kidding. I know your life. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be wearing <laughs> daytime and nighttime pajamas, but uh, yeah, there's a very specific routine
1: and I like to stick to my <laughs> routine. Or I'll just keep the nighttime pajamas on on the bottom
0: and put like meeting shirts on. I need I need help. Someone help me. <laughs> I mean, nobody needs to wear clothes if they don't feel like it, right? So what's going on? I don't on? know. Needy oh, is getting into bed fully, clothed. fully closed. in jeans and still wearing glasses. I think because uh, that's comfortable. Can't do that either. Right. It's like this. Do you want to? attention headache i don't know uh yeah
1: you're gonna have attention headache there's gonna be like a ridge in your face none of this is well i mean she's experienced something traumatizing but i i wash my face no matter what at night like i could be no i blackout drunk that's because i'm an earth sign i could be blackout drunk and i will still always wash
0: my face and brush my teeth like i this bed looks comfortable i'll lay down for a second i always do the like I'm going to get up. And Caesar's like, you're not going to get up. I'm like, no, I'm going to get up. Give me five minutes. And then, you know, but then when you get.
1: That is why I despise falling asleep on the couch because I feel my c- control of my life slipping. Away me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be asleep until I've washed my face and decided it's time until to you're ready. Yeah,
0: you have control.
1: I need I I need more therapy than I
0: already have. <laughs> don't we all? Uh, control issues <laughs> so uh, LOL. lol we're all laughing through the pain so so jennifer is in needy's bed wearing one of needy's sh- shirts for the evil dead and she's all bouncy and glossy again um and she's playing with needy's hair and then she kisses her and then they have a super hot sexy makeout sesh until needy decides that she needs to know what the fuck is going on um and she's not just gonna ignore everything because they're in love so and i i think like even though we did hate this movie it is
1: important to acknowledge this is like a pretty iconic scene and i guess is pretty like well circulated in the queer community and held up as a good like dynamic like nuanced dynamic between two women that clearly care deeply for each other i i still think their friendship is not characterized in an interesting or deep way it's not it doesn't have a lot of nuance but
0: we'll get into that more later. yeah we can yeah i would also argue that it's not a it's a straight up relationship where they're in love with each other Um, because like I don't go around making out with my friends, you know, but that's That's, I was thinking that and I was like,
1: I guess like maybe the first kiss where there's she's standing up, needy's still standing up. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, I would do that with a friend, I guess, in college or whatever. But then I, yeah, I think the, once you get horizontal and like you can like see that they have a very serious. Uh, like, connection
0: and a lot of chemistry. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I was, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll talk about it later. I, I need to get, I gotta bunker down when we get there, because I'm so upset. Uh, so Jennifer tells her of the night that, of the fire, where Low Shoulder took her to the falls in the van. They tied her up to a tree stump? or something? I don't know. I couldn't really tell. I,
1: I know. It was weird because she was like elevated and then just kind of tied up. And I was like, I guess
0: we don't need to worry too much about the logistics. <laughs> it's dark. Nobody <laughs> needs to know. Um, and then they stabbed her with a Bowie knife. Ha ha. In the name of Satan, thinking that um, they were sacrificing a virgin so that they could attain fame and success as a band. They sing Jesse's Girl while doing it, and it's um, it's a choice.
1: No, it's um eight. Oh 7, no, it's that 5, one. 1. What's that 9, Nine. What's that song uh, It's like Jenny. I got your number. Yeah, right.
0: I don't know. A something. different eighties pop Jenny. song. I'm so sorry. Jenny, not Jesse. Whoops, my bad. I thought it was perhaps the same song. It's so similar. You know. Anyway, they're singing. I don't think anyone's gonna get upset about it. I'm sorry to the one Wham fan who sings that song. I don't know. I don't think it's <laughs> I think I think we need to move on <laughs> anyway uh, Jennifer says it didn't take uh, and she's still here and then the night that she should have died she all she needed knew that she wanted to do was get back to needy and while walking to needy's house she comes across Ahmet who is the foreign exchange student from India who somehow survived the fire at the club and he became her first victim uh, we can talk about... Um, at, at a I different mean, this movie time. doesn't even pretend it's not racist. It's it doesn't straight even, like, up attempt r- to not be racist. Uh, he doesn't get a line. He's just a punching. A punchline. It's horrible. I. Uh, it's horrible. It's, oh, my goodness. Okay, so she then tells Needy that uh, when she's full, quote-unquote full, she is superhuman and indestructible. She demonstrates this by stabbing her arm. That quickly heals. Sensing Needy's anger and concern, Jennifer switches gears and gaslights her and tells her that she's being that none of this is happening. She's crazy. Uh Needy researches and discovers, uh, suck you by who, what, where, when sounds like us. It is like my hey hey. It is my
1: favorite thing in a horror movie when um they somebody lives in a small town. Uh, And then some paranormal things start happening to them. So they go to their local library and the exact book they need is in the like local library of the 600 person town. And they're like the research scenes. I love the montage. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: Speaking from as someone who did research in a huge... Library in a major American city, you will never find the book you need. And if you do find it in the library database, they're like, "Oh yeah, you can only check this out if you have a PhD or some stupid bullshit." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." Academic gatekeeping I, is fun. I love gatekeeping. Yeah. Um. So, uh. So she discovers. I
1: like the Boston Public Library because it smells like urine no matter where you I are. I
0: love. I do miss the BPL. Those who know, the, know, the bubble. Uh, it's a beautiful building, and everybody should go. Best place to shit if you're in a bind and
1: you're in downtown, or you're in Back Bay, too? Um,
0: there is maybe a handful of times where I definitely witnessed uh, with my ear balls people doing drugs and stall right next to me when I had to shit on my way to work, um, and I had made a pit stop. It happens. You know, whatever. It happens, yeah, all over the place. i fine, you know. <laughs> Um, so... What can you say? What can you say? Uh, so, Needy, in her rapid research montage, discovers that, um, a failed virgin sacrifice will lead to the creation of a demon within the person who must be fed, uh, seems like every every moon turn like every month or so um she is no longer talking to jennifer and tries to bring all of this information to chip but he's only concerned about some stupid fucking spring formal like who gives a fuck everybody's dead
1: (sighs) i already bought your
0: corsage shut up chip an orchid i mean come on chip get a haircut and be quiet my goodness So needy tells him that I have so
1: much to say about the skinny scarf that Chip wears later in the movie. Oh yeah, on his way to the dance.
0: Oh my god, I hate everything about Chip. Skinny
1: scarf. I'm
0: sorry to whoever played Um, him, but I hate you.
1: I mean, it's just like a pretty classic, one dimensional, like toxic male character. It would be fine if any other character had any dimension, but unfortunately, it's just like a, hat a shitty hat. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, so Needy tells him that he shouldn't go to the dance because Jennifer might try to hurt him. Because she thinks that Jennifer is going to eat all the boys at the dance. Because why? I don't, that doesn't seem like something that she would do. I love that
1: idea. I'm like, well, I mean, to be honest, to be honest, Needy, she's around all of these boys all the time. Mm -hmm. So I don't see how the dance is any different than a regular day in high school. But
0: they're like, yeah, upping the stakes for like... If you're going to up the stakes, like, make it so that Jennifer, like, isn't, so that we know that Jennifer isn't being as satisfied by just eating one person at a time and has to eat multiple people, then maybe I'll understand that the stakes are higher, but right now it's like, she can eat one person at a time and be totally fine. So, okay. Give me more. Needy. Needy. Um, so, she, they break up because she doesn't want to date him, seemingly because he's awful and bad at sex. Um... And then Chip decides to go to the dance anyway. His mom gives him pepper spray that seems like it's gonna be a big plot point, but uh, does nothing at all. And then Needy is wearing oof, a god awful eighties callback I pink fluffy number. Absolutely adored. I it. knew you I were gonna want like to it. Be
1: buried in that dress. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I love
0: it. it. <laughs> oh my god, it seems so uncomfortable. Talking about not wanting to wear Her things. It hair like-
1: looked great and like I loved it. And she's wearing like the nylon, the nude colored nylon, which like, thank God that is like not a thing people do anymore. <laughs> she's wearing the nude colored nylon with open toed shoes. So you can see the seam like running along the front of her toes. <sighs> oh, it's so, Everything about it was great confusing. Why is that why is she wearing Why? It? I don't understand. Oh my god,
0: I don't get it. Um but oh, i just I loved it. Yeah. Uh, her mom is also Amy Sedaris. Like what the How fuck? Amy Sedaris in this movie?
1: I like I I started. I was like, "What?" I, yeah. I mean, Amy Sedaris is a queen. She's like amazing. I love her so much. She's fucking hilarious. I, they, I mean, she's completely underutilized in this movie. I don't even know. It's like she just accidentally walked onto this set and they just put a bathrobe on her. I don't yeah, understand what happened. They were like,
0: you know what could this movie could use? A hilarious woman. But let's not give her any screen time or any lines. Like, <laughs> sounds good. And let's have her hair cover her whole face. <laughs> At first I was like, Amy, like, what are you doing here? Get get out. You deserve more. I still don't know what she was doing Um there. I love the whole um, Sedaris clan. They're, they're my favorite. I mean, just David. They
1: are great. And um, yeah, At Home with Amy Sedaris is so funny. I love it. Um, And there's like a cavalcade of sexy daddies
0: on it. There's always a hot guy on At Home with Amy Sedaris. I haven't watched it. My, I think it's on HBO. Is it? I think you'd love my, it. Like, mm-hmm. My Amy content comes from Strangers with Candy, so... Uh, I think that's on HBO too. Yeah.
1: we should have an Amy Sedaris marathon. If you want that but for in our different our bonus episode, different times. Let's fuck oh, it. Oh yeah, let up. us know. Yeah,
0: I'm down. Uh, also, uh, sign up for our Patreon. Also, I'll also do a dramatic reading of my, one of my favorite stories from "Me Talk Pretty One Day." I'll do it. Don't tempt me with a good time.
1: Um, so the story. This is, of course, like not what we're going to talk about, <laughs> but this <laughs> this story about his. Uh, David Sedaris's dad saving old food in a suitcase. <laughs> Do you remember that? It's the first story in the book mm-hmm. about his dad just like saving food and eating rotten food. That is literally my father. He has things in his pantry from the early nineties, and he's like, "It's fine, it's still good, no problem." Yeah. I mean, he will eat moldy food. Yeah, you just and like, he didn't like grow up during the up. depression, so
0: I think he just likes it. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, my dad also like will eat pretty much anything and like I kind of will too like I don't respect expiration dates like I don't I leave food in my fridge for too long and I'm like our leftovers good for a week and a half I don't know let's eat it anyway and I no you're gonna get diarrhea do you get diarrhea no I haven't that's what I Caesars has such a little sensitive baby stomach and he can't eat anything and I'm over here like I don't know this is I made these pancakes two weeks ago they're probably still good I'll eat them what
1: is your stomach made of? I don't of? know,
0: cast iron. I think that is
1: incredible. He- no, I, if something <laughs> is like one day off. I'll just I'll just
0: shit. No, and then yeah, yogurt. If it doesn't smell like it's turned into like curdy, I'll eat it too. Yeah, but you know that's um, the story for another day. I'm weird night. about
1: dairy. Yeah, if dairy's like if dairy's even like a couple days past, I like I think it's all just in my head, but I I just can't with it, might it. Be in your head.
0: Except for, like, sour cream and yogurt are different, because they always taste kind of fucked up. Yeah, that's just the way yogurt tastes and smells. Um, But any whom. You're insane. <laughs> <laughs> You're a danger to yourself and others. And I'm, like, pretty prissy in a lot of other ways, but uh, it's not really one of them. Uh, Adam
1: doesn't really like um, leftovers either, So, but he, and he also... Makes huge like portions. He hasn't like learned how to not cook for a family of ten. Um, yeah. So then we just have like a ton of leftovers that I'm trying to eat by myself because he's like, I think I'll go get a sub. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>
0: I'm like, yeah. I- now I can talk shit about him because he doesn't edit the podcast yeah, anymore. Adam. <laughs> I am like I Caesar's horrible at eating leftovers because he grew up in such a huge family that they never had leftovers so he's like I've eaten this one day I'll never eat it again I never want to see it come before my nose and I'll yeah like so I'm eating week and a half old oh leftovers by myself so
1: um do you guys how do you cook because he is a carnivore right mm-hmm. uh usually do you just cook the same thing or like you would leave that ingredients out for yourself tell me about it let's, let's get, into get into it, it. Now's it. The perfect let me time. tell you about my <laughs> recipes
0: um so normally we'll make like food that i can eat like pasta or i don't know some sort of complex carbohydrate and then he'll just make meat on the side for himself, that's usually mm-hmm. how it goes. So, like the main portion of the meal is something that we can both eat, and then he makes something small for himself. So,
1: wow, he's compromised. What a man! It's what marriage is all yeah. about.
0: Because <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, what's let's going see. On? The so dance? needy. Uh, so Chip decides to go to the dance. Needy's wearing the god awful dress, and Jennifer is weak he's again. He's wearing his skinny scarf. She's wearing a yeah, skinny yeah, scarf. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the walk. To the dance. Chip's walking through a a foggy field. Uh, Who knows why. Jennifer comes upon him. They... She's trying to seduce him. They kiss. She leads him to an abandoned, dirty pool. I don't know where this pool is or why it's on the way to the school, but... uh, Needy. I also... Like, why... It could be a functional pool. Why does it need to be a band-aid? Right. I yeah, it seemed like big and fine and like nice facilities. Just somebody come When clean I it. saw the pool, I was like I was like, Oh, we should do Swim Fan. <laughs> I think Swim Fan is on HBO. Speaking of we should Let's totally cover Swim Fan. Uh, Although we need to stop covering only movies with just like a ton of problematic white people I know. in it. No, we gotta sprinkle some other stuff in. Um but I had such a crush on whatever the main guy is, who is also in Bring It On, because he was like the me. Yes, he was so freaking hot. hot guy. Bring It On. Yeah. Yes, and so I was like, I'll watch he's it. Like, oh, like the remote. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like that's groundbreaking. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that was like his only personality trait. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I know what the clash is. Like cool. So does everybody else. Shut up. Um, but yeah, he's hot. So. So Needy's at the dance listening to fucking low shoulder make horrible music with her with her instruments. I just wanna call them pork shoulder. Pork shoulder. Um <laughs> and she again senses that Chip is in danger. She's like touching her lips like is like she can feel the kisses and she runs to his rescue, literally runs there. Um, I'm assuming she drove to the dance because she's been driving everywhere else so why didn't she just drive she's got mom's Kia Yeah. yeah. Um, but who knows it was more dramatic to have her fling the cardigan off and be in the pink dress all like scratched up so when she finally gets to the pool Jennifer is already feasting on Chip's neck Needy jumps in the pool and forces Jennifer off of him Jennifer levitates out of the water after being sprayed in the face with the pepper spray and then she pukes black again the two have a sexually charged argument about who's the worst. Uh, there's a casual eating disorder line. Chip then spears Jennifer with a broken pool sifter, and Jennifer jumps out the window. Uh, Chip then succumbs to his wounds and dies. The We're back at the scene from the beginning, from the opening. Jennifer's on the bed. N- this time we see Needy jump through the window and attack Jennifer with a box cutter Uh, Jennifer bites Needy, and Needy cuts an X on her stomach. They do have another sexually charged fight in midair. Needy rips off Jennifer's BFF necklace, and Jennifer loses concentration. They both fall to the bed, and Needy stabs her in the heart, because this is where she read that is the best place to kill, and way to kill a succubus. Just then, Jennifer's mom walks in and catches Needy in the act of stabbing jennifer jennifer is dead and needy is in an institution her narration then tells us that if a demon bites you you inherit some of their powers and then we see the form or partially healed uh bite wound on her shoulder she levitates up to the window and breaks out. She walks by a stream and finds the Bowie knife and a bunch of the balls that we saw scientists throw into the falls earlier. Um, so this is where everything comes out, I guess. Who cares about that? I don't. I don't. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Uh, she then hitchhikes, uh, gets picked up, <laughs> and tells the driver she's, quote, following a band. Uh, the post-credit sequence shows us that she has successfully and brutally killed the members of Low Shoulder fiend fiend wow
1: I mean there is so farking much to unpack in this (laughs) just absolute shit show of a movie oh my god where to start so Jennifer's body is um an all it's a
0: female production which is pretty by women can make horrible garbage too so yeah women can be (laughs) shitty and problematic too (laughs) Uh, so
1: it's screenwritten by Diablo Cody and then the director is Karen Kusama, who did Aeon Flux, which I never, never saw. That, no. She did The Invitation in 2015. I did watch that. pretty good. I liked I, that did, movie. I did too. But this is uh, an, just, it's bad. It's like, it's not intersectional. It's stupid white feminist drivel that is completely surface level and doesn't really like interrogate these female characters in a meaningful way at all and I think it's like now having this renaissance where people are saying it's sex positive and like Jennifer is in control of her sexuality and her body and it's like rape revenge and I think that is not a good reading of this movie no, like at fucking no. all
0: like no I no. like yes I, I appreciate complex female characters who are like not good like I love a female antagonist but these aren't complex they're not complex just because they are at, not at morally good doesn't mean that they're complex it just means that they're making bad decisions and like and like Jennifer is I stupid. appreciate that like like we see her be dumb several times like that's there's no I don't know she says things like I
1: don't even think it's like Who cares that she's stupid? Like, the problem isn't that she is a stupid character. The problem is that her, like, her, all of her character elements, all of the elements of her personhood are not developed or interrogated by the people making this movie. So it's like, why do we have... A horror movie about women made by women that's still like propping up the Madonna horror complex. Yeah. I don't I don't want to watch this. Yeah. And it's. and Yeah. Jennifer makes poor decisions. But so we so don't is, like fucking that's meaty. fine. Like she's also. They both make poor decisions and that is totally fine if they're going to do that. But there's no like there's nothing to back up why they make the decisions they make outside of just their like strong
0: connection to each other. Which isn't even a strong connect, like they're they don't have a good friendship, and like I hate all of this, like, you're quote subverting something by pointing it out. Pointing something out is not subversion. Like all these mm-hmm. gratuitous shots of Megan Fox's body is not subverting the male gaze. You're just furthering the male gaze, and it's also backed up against the the marketing for this movie which was all about male viewership and teenage male viewership so like you're not doing any service to like subvert mm-hmm. any of our expectations because you're just giving into what everyone thought you were going to do with megan fox anyway and then this i feel bad for megan fox i do too really, like, i don't know anything about this her but been... i feel
1: fucking bad i mean this should have been like Something to break her out of whatever, I guess, like, she's famously over-sexualized in Transformers, Mm -hmm. which, like, why am I even saying that sentence? Um, But this, I mean, this could have been a, like, cool, subversive role, but I just can't even believe what I'm seeing. Like... And this movie's not sex positive. I don't think it's queer positive no, at all. I think either. it's the opposite. Like, I think
0: it's, <laughs> it's so homophobic. Heteronormative and homophobic. Like a much better story would have been Needy and Jennifer discovering that their friendship is really a deep connection and a love, and maybe exploring that and then going around killing. And then boys. they go murder yeah.
1: people together. I would love that. Yeah.
0: That's such a that's a much better premise and movie than whatever garbage they're like, oh, you know, these two characters seem gay and are acting as though they're in love with each other but wait they're straight forget about it i lied like yeah and like needy
1: has this redemptive moment with chip at the end where he says like i was i was dead until i heard your voice and then like her her narrative centers around loving chip she has that photo of chip framed in her like institutional cell and there is no real subversion we find out that like this kind of intense female attraction leads only to the outcome we saw which is that jennifer is dead and needy is institutionalized
0: and even if i don't care yeah it's not like i just i'm so annoyed that we got all this set up for like maybe these two characters are gonna be gay and actually be gay and then like no wait they're both straight I, and like, why give us all these sexually charged moments? Why give us a long makeout session for what? It was really long. For
1: what? Well, then it's even more frustrating because we see, like, obviously Jennifer's characterized as hypersexual, and we get the impression that women can only be like this in control of their sexuality if they're possessed by a demon, right? And then we have this sort of di- dichotomy of, um media and chip are having like good sex like wholesome sex um even though it's horribly uncomfortable to watch and obviously unenjoyable and then that's cross cut with this like illicit bad sex between jennifer and colin in the abandoned house right. and then this this dynamic this like good bad binary makes sense if at the end they come together as like a same-sex couple and realize they're in love mm-hmm. And then it makes sense that, like, Needy is having this experience that's uncomfortable and she's having, like, a difficult time. But in the end, it just is like, okay, like, boring sex is good. And, like, this other, like, exploring things outside of the realm of, like, heteronormative sexual positions and, like, sexual experiences is bad. Yeah,
0: is that the feelings that you're having for your best friend are are fake and they're not real and you're not attracted to her and then you kill her and that's it.
1: It's so it's bad. It's so bad. And I Just like the the good girl and the bad girl binary in this Madonna whore complex running through everything is just so hard. Like they're slamming us in the face with it, but
0: it's also not being subverted or going anywhere. Like I do think that there was so much potential for jennifer to be a really interesting character but that there was nothing that yeah. she was like a cardboard cutout they turned her into exactly what we thought we were like bring a hot mm-hmm. white girl in and give her nothing give her no character development and no arc she's mean she's dismissive she gaslights she's like yes she's like doesn't care about her sexual history which i appreciate but then like doesn't also doesn't feel empowered to explore the relation the relationship between her and her best friend who she mistreats because she's sexually attracted to her she doesn't Mm -hmm. feel uncomfortable to act on any of those feelings until she's a demon as well and then she gets murdered by that best friend i'm 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 so so upset and
1: there's i mean just there's so many like traditional markers of how men in hollywood characterize women that honestly, it's if you watch this movie not knowing it was made by a woman, I think it would be pretty surprising to find out that um, this was a like woman director screenwriting team. Yeah. Um, like Needy being coded as ugly because, because she, wears she literally wears glasses and wears. God, her I was hair waiting
0: up. for there to be a fucking makeover montage where Jennifer takes honestly. her glasses off and then gives her some fucking hair gel, like yeah. Upset.
1: Needy and Jennifer, instead of being co-conspirators or being able to allow or um, being allowed to explore their relationship are inherently put into competition with one another. It's never resolved or develops into anything other than what seems like a surface level competition. Yeah. Uh, Needy can never upstage Jennifer, etc. And then they like, there's, you know... The classic understanding of women over 30 as maternal. The portrayals of mothers in this movie are super reductive. Uh, And then, uh, you know, last but not least, women and food are explored. very little, but still so much is said. The way that Jennifer eats the chicken. um, Yeah. Basically, any depiction of a woman eating is billed as like grotesque. Uh, she tries to eat a chicken and then vomits tons of black fluid. And then, of course, later in the movie, we find out she's using laxatives to stay thin.
0: There's just so much wrong. There's so much wrong um so not good there's a quote from kusama that was that i got from the buzzfeed article you probably owe jennifer's body an apology it's like i don't i don't believe i, I don't. do <laughs> uh thank you
1: for telling me i do though uh and i just before you say that like every bit of like scholarly research i could find is such a white feminist narrative. oh my god
0: i can't with it's, the white feminism i really i can't. cannot intersectional like intersectional feminism are best like or you're doing everyone to disservice um so and like intersectionality and intersectional feminism like extends
1: to the treatment of Ahmed, even though (sighs) the Indian exchange student even though that character is coded as male it gives me intersectionality is not just about
0: women's relationship to one another and feminism isn't just about white women being empowered which this movie doesn't even manage to do but um no it's like a white feminist movie that hates white women so she says from the outset I always felt like this is a horror movie about toxic friendships between girls on and on a larger scale it's about these alliances between girls getting distorted and corrupted by the patriarchy like yes This is a toxic friendship between women. What are you saying? That's a salient point. What are you saying, though? You're not changing anything. You're not, like, giving them any sort of resolution. You're just, like... No, they have no agency. Women can't get along in the patriarchy. The end.
1: The only times they really exercise agency is when they outside of Jennifer eating people, um, is when they go after each other. (laughs) And, like, the only time Needy seems to feel empowered is when she is, like, attack, verbally attacking, or physically attacking Jennifer. Mm -hmm. She has no agency or no empowerment in her own narrative.
0: (sighs) And, yeah, like, can't you, can't we show, like, women being good friends? And, and... Or good yeah, partners and, like, and lovers, like can't we see that? I'm not saying I'm not saying that every like revenge narrative
1: has to center around the like entities that actually wronged a person, but it was just so like and usually I'll advocate violence against white men in a movie, but I don't know. I like it wasn't like satisfying or enjoyable to see Jennifer kill just like randos. regular randos and especially because like jonas is a grieving person yeah. and like he's grieving and he's showing vulnerability as a man which we don't see depictions of very often mm-hmm. so he is like depicted as a jock but he's like showing vulnerability and open and he's showing open an open range of emotions and then jennifer eats him Uh, And I was just like, that's not really nice. (laughs) Like, it's like, I don't know. It kind of, like, villainizes men experiencing their emotions in an open way. Yeah. I would have, this movie would have been great if Needy and Jennifer explore their sexuality and go on just, like, a murder road
0: trip, like the Devil's Rejects, and kill Low Pork Shoulder. Pork Shoulder. If they, like, get all the members of Pork Shoulder, if we, like... Like, yeah, that would be a great story. Like, they all are in different spots, and we're just, like, trying to covertly murder them. Yeah. Great. Murder.
1: Murder. Murder. Murder.
0: Adam Brody last. The Jonas eyeliner. is okay. Yeah.
1: Jonas... Maybe get Chip in uh, there. ...experiences his... Get, I don't care what happens to him, But Jonas <laughs> is allowed to experience his grief in an open way, and he is, you know, he moves past being damaged by the patriarchy into thinking he can't express his feelings and he has a productive life. How about that? Maybe Ahmed How about gets a line. Maybe Diablo Cody.
0: Oh yeah, god. I'm I'm upset. True dad. Um yeah, because it's just like you are just gonna throw racism right in my face, like up top. Uh, he gets a name, I suppose, so, but uh, that's about it.
1: And then there are other people of color shown in the hallways. Um, but I thought something that was notable was that when you saw... What are you laughing at? Just the the way that this is? Yes. The way yeah, we're it? Like, you
0: only get to see people of color in the background there's in the hallways. Two, there's two black
1: people... Um, that walk down the hallway together, a male coded, female coded, and they're coupled. So it's like two black people that are relegated to being in a couple with each other with no lines, and they're just in the background. I was like,
0: that um, feels
1: intentional. There, yeah.
0: And then the orderly slash nutritionist that uh, Needy kicks is a black woman. She's the only one who gets to talk, and she gets kicked in the face and loses a tooth. So bad. Point it. That's a choice And that then made the, as director.
1: The only other mention of anyone outside of the white circle they exist in is when um, needy nails look like yeah, shit. Yeah, I was. I um, wrote down that line too. Yeah. Jennifer says she needs a Chinese chick or woman.
0: I can't remember. She says which chick. One. Yeah chick to like fix them buff your situation is what she says
1: i thought buff your situation was funny but i didn't love the stuff that came before it yeah Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. so uh bummer bummer bummersville over here
1: bummer yeah so um it's pretty disappointing to me that this movie is upheld as sort of a classic and cult classic horror movie directed by a woman Um, I don't blame Karen Kusama for this. I think Diablo Cody sucks. And this is just like shitty writing. It's like it's reliance on clever kind of like quipping and dialogue doesn't make up for the fact that it's like severely lacking in depth. Mm -hmm. We don't really know anything about Jennifer or Needy as people. We don't know what their interests are. We don't know what they enjoy doing when Needy says, oh, we have things in common. when she's talking about her relationship with Jennifer like, we just sort of take it with a grain of – or not with a grain of salt. We take it at face value that they don't have anything in common because Jennifer is coded as attractive and Needy is coded as unattractive. It's it's just so bad. It's just so bad. I'm cheesed. I'm cheesed,
0: I, I'm cheesed yeah, I love, This movie, like, made me upset in a lot of ways. And also because it's upsetting. the research behind it was so, like – this is like yeah heralding this as a feminist masterpiece and like wrong you guys are so wrong like watch yeah. this movie again is this the
1: best we can do no. like it's so bad that this movie is having a renaissance when we have like intersectional creators making things like bad hair and we
0: have Which we like so many
1: more we should do bad hair we need a palate cleanser Which after this i trash honestly can. do
0: Um, Yeah, it's just
1: disappointing that it's having this like feminist renaissance when it's completely a white feminist uh, narrative and there's no intersectionality and there are creators like that should actually be heralded for making intersectional contributions to the genre. And instead we have to be like, well, this is made by a woman, so I guess it's great.
0: Yeah, I don't and rep- yeah i mean like representation isn't everything i'm glad that women directors get a chance to make garbage because men have been making garbage for a millennia so fair point yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah like
1: but i don't i don't want to exist where this is like my the standard best. that or yeah. not standard but yeah this isn't like what i want the gold standard to yeah. be there are, we need to we be we so many more
0: opportunities
1: so many more opportunities and to look back at this and say like okay it it is a female-centered narrative. Uh, we do see a minor subversion of the genre, and that our slut doesn't ever doesn't die first
0: or whatever. Like there's yeah, that our slut is it's just the not antagonist, enough. I guess, I, but it's not not enough. But yeah, we still have the virginal, smarter uh, girl, final girl doing all the I don't know the avenging. She wears glasses, Rebecca. She wears glasses, okay. so she she's smart. Um, I also, yeah, like, it made me feel bad for Megan Fox. It made me, um, upset about the racism. I just, um, I don't know. Do you have any like final thoughts? Except, um,
1: it's a turd. Big old turd. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked about shit so much this episode. Turs, I shit. I'm not, and my Ew. bowels are fine, you guys. Are you sure? <laughs> They're not.
0: <laughs> um, I... I did like some of the soundtrack. I'm not gonna lie. I was extremely triggered.
1: I um, let's look up loved dashboard confessional, and I feel deep, deep shame about it. Uh, everything in this Are movie they problematic. Just made me... I
0: didn't know that.
1: I mean, he probably is. I just—it's <laughs> just embarrassing. It's bad music.
0: I mean, yeah, it's bad music. Um, Panic at the Disco. I was never a fan. I'm not that big of a. Poser. I don't
1: even. I'm like. I'm not going to confirm or deny.
0: All time low, definitely. I was all about mm-hmm, it. Uh, mm-hmm. Cute is what we aim for was like right when I was like yes. f- 15. Um, oh my God, what's that fucking guy's name? He had the same hair that Chip had that literally everyone had. That was such a everyone obscene, had that hair. emo, terrible moment for, for haircuts.
1: It's a, it's a bad, bad time. Yeah,
0: bad haircuts all over the place. But um, yeah, let's stop talking about this. Okay. Okay. So next week, next week I don't know. Um, Road is open. Maybe we'll um, take suggestions.
1: We have we have Anaconda penciled oh, wait, in, but I if anyone has Anaconda. any other suggestions, that's great. But I am very excited uh, about yeah, Anaconda. Yeah, we've got some people
0: of color in that movie, right?
1: J Lo, I think uh Ice T or l Cool J. I can't remember. Oh, this is probably really racist Uh-oh. right now. I'm, I don't think Ice T is in this movie. I have never seen yeah. it. It's, really. I think it's LL Cool J. Okay, listen. I'm gonna find out. Hold on. Okay. Hold. Oh my hold gosh, Please. I'm, I'm really We're sorry. we which black man is allowed to star
0: in this movie.
1: LL Cool J had a moment in the '90s when he was in. Okay. Okay. It's Ice Cube, and so ice... I was thinking of the ice part. Um, ice um, Cube is also then...
0: so. Oh my God. So problematic now.
1: And then LL Cool J was in Deep Blue Sea, so um, I am a piece of shit, but not as big of a piece of shit as I saw. Uh,
0: I really used to love Ice Cube, and I love Barbershop. Shop is one of my used to be one of my like favorite movies. Like it's just like I probably know every line, but uh, now I can't, I can't do it anymore. We'll get so into so we've got it.
1: Je- we'll get into it. we got J Lo, we got John Voight. Cosplaying as a person of color, doing a very upsetting accent. Um, oh my it's god, it's so bad! Wait till you see it. <laughs> I um, Ice Cube, Owen Wilson, oh, and, and then Eric Eric Stoltz is in this movie. I mean, it's just this is like a wall to wall, wow, May we toxic man fest. We can
0: tell the Eric Stoltz story in the next, but uh, we were watching Caesar, and I were watching. Law & Order SVU of course and Eric Stoltz was on it and then I you know this st- which Ice-T is in Ice-T is in Law & Order SVU um, so is Chris Maloney mm. so he's a, he's a sexy daddy super, for sure super hot uh, and funny he's so funny um, so Back to the Future they filmed almost the entire film with Eric Stoltz in Michael J. Fox's character's position did you know this no, they do kind of look alike, though. And I'm then looking at him right now. they decided that he wasn't doing a good enough job or, like, wasn't making the character what they wanted. And so they changed it. And they had already filmed almost the entire movie. Isn't that the saddest thing you've ever heard? Poor Eric Stoltz. Dude,
1: Eric, I'm so sorry. God. Oh, my god, I feel so
0: bad. So... He didn't achieve the fame wow. of Michael J. Fox, but I do love Michael J.
1: Fox. So. Well, we're going to redeem Eric Stoltz by covering this movie for um, our tens of fans, as discussed. Our tens of fans. <laughs> um, we love you all. So, we love you all. So, uh, yeah, at the Spooky Succubus underscore cast on Instagram. All the shits you need are in the link tree. Uh, I'm getting really into making shitty photoshops. Rebecca is mastering iMovie. So if you sign up for our Patreon, we'll make you a bunch of insane shit. If you don't have the monies, because capitalism is a, a lark, damaging disaster, uh, and, you know, everything sucks, then rating and reviewing is free.
0: And just, like, DMing us, um, is also free. Yeah. I'd love to hear.
1: Yeah. I, who are you? Who are talk you? Talk to me. If we
0: don't know talk you, talk to us. Let me know. Um,
1: yeah, and we're we're interesting. We contain multitudes.
0: I don't think I do, but
1: that's okay. I can pretend. Right now I'm feeling tired and I think maybe I don't. All right, let's wrap this shit up. Jennifer's body, two thumbs down. Bam. The Indian food I'm about to eat, two thumbs Ooh, up. Ooh,
0: I have mac and cheese waiting for me, so.
1: Adam brought dinner home, so Bye. bye.